0: Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. In case you're just tuning in and you haven't had a chance to look at the episode title for this, it's very subtle. It's called Buy This Fracking Album, and actually that is the name of an album that's just recently come out um, with a compilation of various artists that have contributed to this um, two-disc compilation LP um, that's all about educating people on hydrofracking and uh, getting people people to to get involved in this issue and there are several artists involved and we'll talk about them in just a moment but um, we're joined today by one of the artists um, Kristen Graves is with us and actually um, in just a little while we're going to get to hear the song that she contributed to the album and I'm so happy to have her. Kristen welcome to Go Green Radio.
2: Thank you so much I'm really happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to
0: have you. Um, You know, I would love for you to tell us about both how and why you got involved in the Buy This Fracking Album
2: project. Yeah, so um, this all ties back to one of my folk heroes, Pete Seeger, who I looked up to so, so much. And um, in November of 2013, I opened for Pete Seeger down in New York City, um, at the uh, the cutting room and it was um, a fundraiser for uh, another radio station and it was just this amazing night. I got to connect with so many people and one of those people was Jason Samuel, who is the producer of this project and uh, he and I got to talking and he, he heard my set and he said you know I love your sound. I'd love for you to contribute to this album and after Pete died, there was a big festival last summer called Seegerfest, uh, which Jason and I were both again involved with. And he said, you know, I'm still working on that project. Any chance you still want to be involved? And so I was excited to be able to kind of contribute to it. And, um, you know, the reason for being involved, I, I really, I worry about our environment. Um, I worry about kind of the, the, what what kind of example we are setting for our kids and um i just it makes me nervous that we're not really taking as good of care as our planet as we of the planet as we should be and so i just um i get a little nervous about that and that's why i wanted to kind of contribute and i think um part of the reason that i think this album is so important is because a lot of people don't actually know what fracking is and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand how it's polluting our clean water sources And uh, I I think that's because people who are involved in the industry are really trying to keep that kind of quiet, and they Mm -hmm. maybe don't want people to know just how much it is actually affecting our environment.
0: Well, and talk to us. I mean, from your perspective, you know, it's one thing when we have scientists come on and you know talk about the science of um, of fracking. But from your understanding, and as an artist and someone who's you know very creative, what is your understanding of the dangers of fracking?
2: Well, so for for me, I mean, you know, of course the the scientists are the ones to listen to. You know, I'm I'm just a musician. I just put things. Um, into words and notes. Um, and, uh, you know, just from anything that I've read and everything that I've read, it's pretty scary. And so um, as a kid, I'm not originally from the East Coast. I actually grew up in the Midwest. And um, so for me, um, growing up on the water and going in rivers and swimming and going into lakes and doing all these things is incredibly Midwestern. Everyone does that. You go boating every weekend, you know, you go <laughs> water skiing. It's very much just a part of the culture there. And everyone goes to a cabin on the lake. Like it's just what, what Midwesterners do for vacation. It's wonderful. It's amazing. And um I still spend a lot of time in the Midwest, um, both visiting my family. And also I work on, I work on the Cheyenne River Reservation, teaching music every year to a bunch of my Lakota friends. And we spend so much time in the Missouri River when I'm out there. And I just think, you know, what a shame it would be to no longer be able to uh, just even have that as an entertainment resource, let alone as a clean water source, but, you know, just to have this wonderful place where you can be a kid and splash around and have a great time. And so as we are meeting people, you know, on Tuesday night at the CD release concert, we, we met a friend who is living in Pennsylvania who brought along some of his water that came out of his faucet. And you and I would never drink this water. We would never bathe in this water. We would, we wouldn't even probably want to hold the plastic bottle that held this water because it's so mm-hmm. toxic and there's so many chemicals in it and it's just scary looking. And I just think, you know, I can't lend, um, I can't tell you what chemicals are in that water. I can't tell you what exactly it will do to our house. I can tell you that I'm not going to drink or play in that water, and I can tell you that um, I will write songs and sing songs about the environment and, uh, and try to raise awareness about what's happening because I think that that's my job.
0: Well, and here's the thing, Kristen, I mean, the truth is nobody knows what chemicals are in that water because right now the companies that are using the chemicals to break up the shale, um, to you know extract the natural gas through hydrofracking, and then that wastewater comes back up and it's injected into wells deep within the earth, they aren't required to tell us. That's considered a proprietary secret uh, as to what chemicals they're using, and that's part of the problem that's been happening in Pennsylvania is that people know there's something weird with their water, but they can't prove that it's because of fracking because they can test what's in their drinking water, what's coming out of their faucet, but then linking it back to a specific hydrofracking company is hard because the companies aren't disclosing what chemicals are being used. And so I think, you know, there's... there's two issues there that are really interesting first of all you've got you know what are all these chemicals that are being injected into these deep wells like the wastewater of the fracking process and that water is going into the earth and you know who knows what that'll do but then when when toxic water or dangerous chemicals are coming up in drinking water That's water that's already gone through a wastewater treatment plant to get to your faucet. And that's a whole nother issue that, you know, our wastewater treatment plants may not be able to to treat that water and, and remove those chemicals. So it is a very scary issue. And I think, you know, it's great to have people like you raising awareness in a whole new way. I mean, you know, when we've got scientists out there, you know, talking about it, when you have everyday citizens, you know, making YouTube videos about lighting their faucet water on fire, you know, that's one thing, but you and I both know, and I grew up in the Midwest too, um, your music has, you know, has such a power to, to move people's emotions and to move them to, you know, behavior changes and to do something about it. Um, and I'd love for you to talk about what you saw at this Tuesday night um, launch party when people came out to launch the the album. What was the energy there? What were people ready to do after that big event?
2: It was exciting. It was really exciting, actually on tuesday night and um you know i think I think you're right. I think music can make this kind of a more palatable argument if that makes sense. you know it just um it helped. Um, get a point across but without sounding too preachy or too angry, you know, and um i I think that, you know the overall vibe on Tuesday night was we need a change, we need to make a change. um There were some different resources there uh food and water watch was there, you know some different people who are uh, who are making making strides, hopefully um governmental strides, policy strides, um but definitely are making. Local and sustainable strides, just uh, just by um, taking on issues in their own small communities. And I think because of that, the overall vibe was very, very positive on Tuesday. You know, it, it it certainly this is something that people get frustrated with and are angry about because we're talking about their water, and we're talking about water that you know their children are you know drinking and and using. And so that's a very that's something to get pretty passionate about and pretty scared about. And um, because of that, sometimes people can get angry. But I think because there were kind of these options of where to, to channel your energy, the whole vibe on Tuesday stayed super positive and celebratory. And, you know, we're going to work together to make a difference. And um, it, it was really exciting to be a part of, of something that felt so positive and so hopeful.
0: Well, that is good to hear, and I'm really excited about that. You know, you mentioned um, that there were other people there, the Food and Water yeah. Watch. Talk to me about them. I don't know a lot about that organization, so share some about them with our listeners so that we can all get educated on this organization.
2: Yeah, I you know, I know very little about them compared to what Jason knows of them, so um, I might defer to him for a little bit later on. But um, what, what I know about them is that they they are able to, um, basically keep an eye out, you know, and they're able to, um, give a voice to people who are saying, listen, I know there's something in my water. What is this? And they're able to kind of help you define that help with testing. Um, and, uh, you, they do, they do a good job of, um, keeping track of things on a local level, on a small scale level. And, um, and beyond that i will i'll i'll defer to jason for later on in the program to talk about them more because he's more connected with them and he was kind of the the um the connector for all of us you know i mean he connected all these m- musicians together which i'm so thrilled to be in a camp of such talented people, and then he really connected us with all these local nonprofits that are doing great things, um, and kind of was was the filter, which was so wonderful. You know, he was able to say, "Hey, I can vouch for these guys," and he, and because of that, you know, we were all able to kind of put our trust into these these organizations, and I really, I actually really appreciated him for that, um, him doing that for us because. Sometimes it's hard you know to look into everyone and see what they're doing and how they're working and um, so i was I was happy that he was willing to vouch for these organizations.
0: Yeah. Well, Kristen, we've got to take a quick commercial break, Um, but it's so great talking to you, and I'm excited. Um, We're going to be talking to you more in the next segment, actually, getting to hear your song, the River Song. I'm so excited. So, everybody who's listening, don't go away because we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more Go Green Radio.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck.
0: Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Our title of the episode today probably took you back a bit. It's called Buy This Fracking Album. And the reason for that is that we actually have uh, one of the artists from by this fracking album on with us today Kristen Graves um and this is a compilation it's a two disc 24 track compilation from artists like Bonnie Raitt the Indigo Girls um gosh it's got Natalie Merchant and so many others and Kristen is with us too we're going to listen to her song that's on the the album at the end of this segment i'm so excited because it's a beautiful song and this album is designed to raise people's awareness about hydrofracking and what's going on and hopefully get people involved in making sure that they understand what's happening in their local community when it comes to fracking and that that's okay with them and and that things are being done safely and with concern for public health. Um, You know, Kristen fracking for natural gas in this country can really stir up some big conflicts in local communities. And it's not always just the communities against the companies. Sometimes it's people in the communities turning on each other. On the one hand, You've got some everyday working class folks who say who say, "Wow, this could really bring in some good paying jobs, and we need right. those jobs and oftentimes fracking is happening in economically depressed areas on the other hand, you know you've got everyday working class people. You know, who are concerned about the safety of their most basic need, drinking water. And, right. you know, I know that in your music and in what you do, there's a strong component of justice uh, that, yeah. that's yeah. evident in your music. And when you think about fracking, what social and economic justice issues do you think that we need to be considering?
2: Well, to me, it's, it seems incredibly clear that these are companies taking advantage of economically depressed situations and forcing people to choose between having a job and their health. That that to me seems seems like they're they're taking advantage of the fact that folks are put in a really tough spot. And um I I just don't think that's fair. I think that's that's just being a bully and and it's not okay and it shouldn't be acceptable. And uh you know, I've had I I've I've met with my congressman talking about fracking. I live in Connecticut and there's no fracking here. Um, and he said, you know, well, to me, it seems like fracking is the lesser of two evils. And I said to him, you know, it doesn't make any sense to do something a little bit better, if that's what you believe it to be, when you could do something the best way possible. Why wouldn't you put your efforts into doing things in a way, in such a way that, you know, can create energy, can create jobs, and can still be a sustainable source of energy that 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 to me seems like we should be putting our efforts into things that um will protect ourselves and our planet you know and mm-hmm. the joke that i usually make to people is you know it's fine we can we can abuse the environment as much as we want the earth will be fine you know the earth will bounce back <laughs> we
3: are the ones yeah. that are going to
2: be gone so it's you know it's it's really a self-preservation move on my end to say hey let's let's uh take a step back and focus here for a second. But um really, I mean the earth the earth will do her thing and and the rest of us will just uh, be gone and she will shed us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know that a lot of people feel that way. I mean, it's not about saving the planet. It's about saving human beings and you know, that's given some people who might not otherwise you know, consider themselves environmentalists an extra push in the direction of environmental protection once they realize, hey, you know, there is a human health and human survivability aspect to some of the environmental degradation that we're causing. And that, I think, especially for people who are inclined to be concerned about future generations, you know, that's a big, that's a big push. I'm curious. Uh,
2: And I don't mean to interrupt you, but the other line you can use a lot with people is talking about war. I mean, if we're going to war over oil,
4: Mm -hmm. imagine
2: what the world war is going to be like when we don't have enough water. True. I mean, and if you put that into context and if you really think about that, that's going to be unbelievably horrible, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. I think by saying those two different phrases, it does help people kind of like flip a little light switch in their Mm -hmm. brains.
0: Mm -hmm. I think you're right. (laughs) I absolutely think you're right. Now, I'm just curious, Kristen, because, you know, this album is great. It's got great songs, great artists on it. But how do you envision this album actually being used to inspire change? I mean, do you see people like listening to it on their mp3 player at the gym or do you see people using it you know for earth day celebrations what do you hope will happen to the music when people actually buy this compilation
2: yeah well i think that's a little bit the beauty of of music and what music can do is that um this can certainly be used for an earth day celebration the songs can be learned for you know different protests and people can use them as sing-alongs you know, that that is definitely the power of music. And then also, um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, music makes social justice and environmental issues more palatable. So you can listen to this music at the gym, you know, and, and you can sit there and think, oh, this song is part of that compilation album. And I think part of what this album is doing is it's going to bring this conversation um, more to the forefront of conversations. And um, I, I think it, it's just going to actually uh, bring people to understand this word fracking isn't going away and this issue of fracking isn't going away and, and it's present and it's there. And so you better kind of figure out um, what you need to do and how you need to be a part of this discussion um, and how you can help.
0: Well, thanks so much. And you know, we're joined now by the producer of this album, Jason Sammel. And Jason, I'm so excited um to talk with you because this album is amazing. And I want everybody to just Google it right now. Buy this fracking album. And I want people to download it and I want them to get involved. You know, we've been talking about this album as a way to, you know, really get people excited about you know, getting involved with anti-fracking organizations and two of the organizations that are going to benefit from the sales of this album are the Food and Water Watch and the Marcellus Protest. Talk to us about why you chose these groups as the beneficiaries of the project.
4: Sure. Actually, first of all, Jill, thank you so much for having me today. Um, You bet. Really appreciate you having us on. Um, Food & Water Watch is actually, uh, not so much a beneficiary, more, uh, more that our, major sponsor of the project. They've been instrumental in, you know, working with me for the past, uh, year or so, um, in figuring out a fantastic, uh, a, great marketing plan, um, to, to get the word out to their million-plus, uh, you know, followers of folks that, that really care deeply, uh, about the fracking industry. Originally, funds are supposed to go to Food & Water Watch uh part, part part of the funds were supposed to go to food and water watch part of the funds were supposed to go to marcellus protest which is a great organization out in endemic pennsylvania uh sorry in in the, in the marcellus uh reach shale region of pennsylvania um and then you know as as we started moving along you know food and water watch said to me you know hey there are so many fantastic Grassroots organizations out there that are doing incredible work that are on the ground, boots on the ground out there working every single day to to ban fracking now um, all across the country um, and these folks in the, in these smaller organizations have have uh, you know very very little funding available to them, um, and it would be great if we can you know kind of get that funding over to more. Grassroots, smaller organizations. So, Food and Water Watch, who is a national, Food and Water Watch, number one, is a national organization. They're the first national organization, uh, actually international organization. Excuse me, to to um, kind of scream out loud, ban fracking now. There is no safe fracking. Um, there's there there's there's no form of safe fracking yet. Um, nobody's created it. Everybody talks about it yet. They, they haven't actually come out with the alternative. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've been pushing those ideals for, for quite some time, um, and they have many other smaller grassroots organizations that, number one, that they're fiscal sponsors of, and number two, that they work hand-in-hand with all over the country. So they introduced me to um, who they felt are, are, you know, some organizations that who they felt are, are really making a difference out there um, in, in pushing to ban fracking across the country. One being Illinois People's Action, obviously in Illinois. Um, another... My <laughs> I'm sorry? I'm
0: sorry. That's my home state, so that's great. Oh, there you
4: go. It, it, well, you know, some funding will definitely get over to them. Um, Illinois People Action, our um, Longmont in Colorado, um, the uh, National Center for Race, Poverty, and the Environment um, out in California, and then Marcellus Protest, uh, who's the first organization that we asked to, uh, you know, be a part of the uh, the project. Um, and these these organizations and um, have been doing you know fantastic things now for years. Um, you know, Food and Water Watch was certainly instrumental uh, along with Frack Action and New Yorkers Against Fracking and in um in, in in helping along the ban in in New York State and and I got to witness that firsthand which is was was great um you know the first protest that I went to um the anti-fracking protest a couple of years back um out in Albany um uh, went along with New Yorkers Against Fracking and and Food and, and Water Watch um and and it really um opened my eyes to the power that this movement had, and, and, mm-hmm. and that it's these grassroots organizations that are out there on the ground, or all these activists that are out there on the ground, literally in New York, every single place that Governor Cuomo showed up, I don't care if it's a small business, short business meeting, all of a sudden he would walk outside and there's, you know, 50, 100, 200 anti-fracking activists out there with signs pushing mm-hmm. him to ban fracking now, and he did. Um, well, and, and I think and, and that that is really going
0: to be something that a lot of other states are looking at because that was very bold. To the exactly. extent that exactly. some New Yorkers were not necessarily excited about that, some of the the northern New York towns were really kind of mad because they wanted that economic influx of cash from those companies, yeah. and so that was yeah. a very, very bold, bold move. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna go to uh, Kristen's song. We're going to play one of the songs from By This Fracking Album. It's called The River Song um, to close this segment and we'll be back after a commercial break after that song. But folks, take a listen to this song. Get a taste of what is on this album and then, guess what? Go out and buy it. It's called By This Fracking Album. We'll be right back after this commercial break and after listening to Kristen's song.
3: Down to the river Is river- I can find Peace and comfort And hope can shine Down to the river Is where I can go The road water soo my soul soo my soul
1: Amounts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess: how much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26 percent, 43 percent, or 14 percent?
0: Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us and so excited to have Jason Sammel on with us. He's the producer of a brand new album that just launched this week called Buy This Fracking Album. And it's a two-disc compilation of um, all different artists, everybody from Bonnie Raitt to Michael Franti, John Butler Trio, Indigo Girls, so many more. We had Kristen Graves on and we just heard her song, The River Song. And it's all about... Um, educating people on this controversial method of extracting natural gas from the earth's shale. And so, Jason, I am so glad to have you on the show. Uh, you yeah, know, I'm I just have to, to ask, <laughs> yeah. you know, there are so many environmental issues out there. We talk about all different kinds of things on Go Green Radio. What made you choose fracking as the cause for this album?
4: Sure. I mean, I think as you know, you know, I I had produced an album um, back in two thousand twelve called Occupy. This album, which was a it was which was a benefit album for the Occupy mm-hmm. Wall Street movement. Mm-hmm. I became part of the Occupy Wall Street movement. One of the reason, one of the major reasons why was to get money out of out of politics. Um, big big corporate money out of politics. Um, Overturn Citizens United. These were things that I, I I knew about prior to joining Occupy, and things that I became even more impassioned by uh, joining Occupy. And and I and I think that you know. Through my passion with that, after meeting what I call fractivists, you know, anti fracking <laughs> activists, um, you know, I, I got to learn it, it, during, during the kind of the, the beginning of this, this stronger movement to push against fracking, um, which was, it, it started kind of in 2012. I got to sit down with a lot of fractivists and, and learn a lot about fracking, which is something that at that time I really knew nothing about, mm-hmm. other than, Other than, you know, T. Boone Pickens, you know, during, during, uh, Obama, the Obama campaign, Mm the first Obama campaign, he was, you know, T. Boone Pickens was on the, uh, on television constantly talking about how we should switch to natural gas and, and how it's cleaner and it's better for the country and, um, you know, and, and the country fell for that. The country mm-hmm. fell for those commercials, and they, they still fall for those commercials that are on, you know, constantly even on a, 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 a station like CNN, pushing mm-hmm. pushing for for natural gas and saying how how great hydraulic fracturing is, mm-hmm. um, and, and the country falls for the the mainstream media constantly. That's that's why we're in most of the issues that we're in, um, and and I just saw this this uh, these kind of two roads going into one another. You know, getting money out of politics, our environment. Um, Watching gas and oil companies buy up our politicians. Um, and, and I, and I kind of said to myself, you know, people are falling for, for these falsehoods that, that commercial mainstream media is putting in their heads. Um, people, you know, think that they have a vote in this country, um, when most of the voting is really purchased by major corporations, namely gas and oil industry. Um, and the gas and oil industry is, is ruining our environment. By hydrofracking, um, and and you know not just our environment, our communities, as as you guys were talking about earlier, um, and I just had a son, four years old now.
3: Um, mm, d- during that time,
4: and and I said to myself, I I don't want I w- I want to ensure that my son is going to have clean water for years to come. Um, I want to ensure that everybody that I know has clean water for years to come, and I knew that if they fractured the Marcellus shale on the New York New York side. Um, that there is certainly really good potential for for fracked water and for uh, to, to come down to to where I live mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to make sure that that didn 't happen and I wanted to make sure that the little people of the world that were getting fracked um, by these companies that their voices was heard in some way so um, I, I I thought that right after I made that occupy album that this is this is really the issue that I want to take on I just mm-hmm. Thought it's so important for people to know about it, and I feel that music has the power um, to open people's minds, hearts, and souls um, mm-hmm. to issues that they never would have known about otherwise.
0: Well, and you know, it's funny, we just had the Pope's encyclical come out on the environment, and he talks about that very issue, the justice between generations. And yeah. I love the way he puts that. And I think that a lot of people who, myself included, who never considered ourselves environmentalists before we were parents, all of a sudden became Fervent about yeah. these issues, you know, and and it created a, a sense of urgency that you know we'd never felt before. You know, we were just talking before the break about how Governor Cuomo in New York has banned fracking, and how you know some Yay. of the some of the communities were like so upset about it they wanted to yeah. see and move over to Pennsylvania where they could frack. What do you say to your fellow citizens who see fracking as an economic opportunity for their area? Well, let,
4: listen, you know. Money talks. People are short-sighted, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, these big gas and oil companies. There's been a couple of movies out there about it in the past. Um, these gas and oil companies are coming out to people's properties and, and, and offering them, you know, so sometimes two, three times the amount of money that their land is worth, in order to frack on their land, in order to frack under their land, um, in order to move machinery through their land, whatever it is. um... And that's a huge chunk of change especially for some dying farmers that are hurting in some of these areas um, it's a huge chunk of change to pass up it's really, really hard and and I feel terrible for people um that that have to go through making that decision and i've spoken with a lot of folks who make who who have to go through making that decision. What these people don't realize that when they're making the decision and even the folks that went and made the decision is it's extremely short-sighted. It's going to be great for the community. It's going to be great. For, it's going to be great for our community. It's going to be great for my pockets. It's going to be great for the, for, for, for me to make money, uh, good for my family. Well, what happens when the gas and oil companies leave
3: mm-hmm. and what
4: Mess are they going to leave, and what happens to your community and your land value? Then it becomes worthless. What happens to your community? As you were saying earlier on the radio, the, I, I went, you know, went to Dimick, Pennsylvania. I got an opportunity to, to go up to Dimick, Pennsylvania, Franklin, Forks, Pennsylvania area, and sit down. I, I brought along uh, Michael Glabicki of Rusted Root, Tom Chapin, and a couple of other friends of mine. Um, and we we went down there because we wanted to, prior to really getting into the crux of this album, we wanted to go and and learn firsthand what it's doing to the environment and our communities. And we sat down with these families, and we took a tour all throughout the area. And, and one one house, all of a sudden, you'll you'll see a Dimmick Proud sign on their on their property, yeah. um, and that people you know people don't want people to fracture for natural gas and oil. Uh, next house, they're fracking at. The next house after that, the person's you know about to be offered whatever you know twice the the, 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 the value of their land and and uh, and, and what teeter tottering what to do. the next person is fracking the next person 's water supply is completely decimated because the person next door fracked, and mm-hmm. each person has a totally different view on it it 's killing community and community is so important um, to to not just fight for this particular issue but community. Um, Is so important to fight for all issues. We have to always come together um, in order to fight for all different issues that we come across as communities. And, And if you're not together on the same page about major issues like this, your entire community is going to be ruined. Nonetheless, your land values are going to go down
3: substantially
4: Mm -hmm. because they've now fracked in this area. Nobody wants to be in an area that was fracked. Even these gas and oil companies, CEOs, CFOs are saying, oh, no, you can't frack on my land. You know, so <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's all about – you have to think about the environment. You have to think about the community. You have to think more about the, the – le, less about the here and now and more about long-term because long-term, your kids are not going to be able to grow up in the same community that you grew up in if you if you continue to do this. Your money at some point is going to run out, and then what? And, and then what are you leaving for the water supply that becomes, again, completely decimated um, where <laughs> – I mean, I've watched people's water. Where, where, if it touches your arm, it's going to burn your arm.
3: That's um,
4: awesome. So, so you have to think about all of those things. You can't just think about the money. And unfortunately, in this, uh, you know, in in this country, in, 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 in I don't even want to call it a capitalist society anymore because it's not just capitalist. It so much goes so much further than that. Mm-hmm. You got to think more about community environment your children future generations than the here and now and the money
3: well
0: and you know back to something that you said a moment ago you know people are being offered you know many times more than the value of their land but we need to rethink how we value land is it just right. because of the resources that we can strip from it or is there some other intrinsic value long-term value you know what's the what's the long-term uh, benefit of that land untouched or gently cultivated versus the value. Yeah, exactly. Now, we were talking, and I was talking a little bit about this with Kristen um, earlier in the show, about how nobody knows what chemicals are being used. And I know you had some comments on that, about the chemicals being used in the fracking water. Talk to us about
4: that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Obama recently... you know, they—they'd they, love to. They, 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 the Obama administration would love to say that it was a huge stride for, uh, for, for uh, against fracking. Um, the 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 uh, policies that he recently came out with, which which basically said that you must disclose the chemicals that you're using in in fracking. So so there's a website. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember the name of it. It's Frack Something. Um, I believe, and there's a website where the gas and oil industry now must disclose all of the chemicals that they're using. And it's great. It's a public Mm -hmm. website. Anybody could go and see it. Guess who it's run by? The The gas and oil industry of the United States of America. (laughs) So so why why would all of a sudden the gas and oil industry decide today, to be honest, they're not going to be. They're, they're, you know, in a in a capitalist society, um, in in uh, a society where these these corporations are consistently buying politicians, um, you know, they're not being honest. There's no honesty there. they mm-hmm. they're not being uh, transparent um and and well, they're going and to continue here's the not thing. To be transparent as long as they can make billions of dollars off of this industry.
0: And I think there are a lot of people and I run across this, you know, in in my working as an environmentalist. There are a lot of activists who you know, think that this is a Democrat versus Republican issue, but the fact of the matter is the whole Citizens United Supreme Court case came about because of legislation introduced by a Republican, John McCain, in yes. campaign finance reform. So go this against, really go
4: against Hillary Clinton
0: well, actually, that was before then. That was he introduced that uh, legislation with Senator Feingold, who's a Democrat who oh, okay. got ousted because of that. And I think okay. it's really important for environmental activists to recognize those kinds of things so that we don't have to be us versus them when it comes to partisanship. We can be us as Americans together, no matter what party we're with you know against these influences on our democracy and really it's much more possible than a lot of people who are in the environmental echo chamber slash you know democratic arm of the environmental movement they don't even know the history of that and if they did i think they could find some common ground with a lot more people and so yeah, I, that's I think, one of the I, things I, I, I hope for
4: yeah I, I think if you i think if you surveyed most people in the United States, with exception for the 1%, um, and said to them, do you think that um, corporations buy politicians? Do you think that corporations kind of have a a stronghold on the electoral politics of the nation, Republican or Democrat, I don't care who you are, I think that they'd say yes.
1: Mm -hmm. And
4: then if they knew about fracking um, and were completely aware about what it was, and you said to them, "Okay, well, do you think the fracking industry controls the do you think do you think the fracking industry, gas and oil industry controls the decisions of our electoral po- politics and the decisions of those the, the politicians once they 're in office a, a, if you follow those lot, that line of questioning they're going to say, well yeah we just we just talked of course, of course they control it okay, well, do you think that they care about the environment and you and that little farmer over there?" And 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 the water supply and the earthquakes that are happening. Or do you think they just care about lining their pockets further? I think most people would say, Hmm, you know what? I think that they care about lining their pockets further, and they don't care about the environment. And if you go through that line of questioning with people that are Democrat or Republican, in the middle, independents, Tea Partiers, even, I think that mostly what you'll find is that if people were aware and people knew the facts. Um, I think that I think that we become more way more of a community, Democrats and Republicans together, every party would become more of a community together if we really can have that conversation out in the open. But unfortunately, mainstream uh, media, corporate controlled media doesn't allow for that. Well, Um, and and, Jason,
0: let's be honest. I mean, it's not just their fault because people are too willing to buy into I'm a Republican and I think this, and I'm a Democrat, and I think this, and we buy into every wedge issue that political consultants put between us to make us fight, and it's a smokescreen. You know, we we have ourselves to blame for buying into, I must be against them, even though they're my fellow Americans, and we've got to stop it. We've got to stop that and get together. Well, at any rate, off my soapbox, let's get back to buy this fracking album, because I love it, and I want to talk about it. Um, You know, how How do you hope that it makes a difference? I mean, what's your vision for this album?
4: Um, My vision for the album is to open the ears. You know, I created the album to bring awareness to the to the to fracking. Um, And my, my hope is that it will open the ears of people who don't know about it. Uh, to, to build a conversation with people who are unaware of it, a lot of people like Mike might like Bonnie Raitt, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Fronty, Indigo Girls, Anti-Flag, Rusted Root. Um, but Rusted Root wasn't. Well, I guess they were. Uh, Bonnie Raitt wasn't always out there talking about fracking prior to this album. And there's a lot of people who respect Bonnie Raitt's opinions because of, of the so many incredible environmental justice causes that she's taken on in the past. And when Bonnie Raitt speaks up, her fans listen. And I watch it on Facebook. I watch it on Twitter. Um, I watch it, you know, I, I watch it at her concerts. When she talks about an issue, people listen. And they listen in such a way that nobody else's opinion matters as, as much at that moment than Bonnie rates and, and of course, we can go on with Pete Seeger and all the other artists that are on the album that, that very much works the same way. People idolize some of these artists. And when they speak, people tend to listen more. So my hope is that that people will open their ears, hearts, minds, souls on, uh, into these issues. And want to, and all of a sudden hear Bonnie Raitt's Hell to Pay on the radio, or hear it on the album, or, or see a tweet about it, or see a Facebook post about it, and make them want to say, "Fracking, what the frac is that?" Let, <laughs> let me let me go find out about that, and, and that they'll Google it, and that they'll learn about it. Um, and uh, you know, I think the the key to Occupy Wall Street was was getting so out there in social media and otherwise, and in the parks and all that that we began a conversation that has not stopped since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and I think that that's the same thing that we need to do to beat fracking, is to get that conversation moving along past Go Green Radio, past RTTV, past Al Jazeera, and, and into the CNN and NBC and, and Fox, and, and, and into mainstream media consistently and constantly, not when there's just a huge change out there that Mm -hmm. happens with regards to policy we need the conversation to get going on a regular basis basis and have it be part of the national and international conversation because honestly fracking is far from just a problem in the united states it's a problem across the globe Mm -hmm. um... australia and england have massive anti-fracking uh... movements going on as well as other countries out there so my hope is that this will reach listeners Mm-hmm. And that that people will see the posts and the tweets and the, and, and hear these the artists don 't you know one of the great parts about what 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 I try to do is that i won 't work with artists who just want to I, I try not to work with artists who just want to hand me a track and be yeah. done with it and say here 's a track thank you so much i 'm really excited to be part of the album and there are a lot of artists who wanted to do that who I denied being on the album
5: mm-hmm. um,
4: I wanted to work with artists who who are passionate about the issue or who want to learn more about the issue because they heard something about it and who have a history of environmental activism, social activism, and people who are going to get on stage and talk about the issue to their fans. And, mm-hmm. and 95% of the artists that are, that are part of this um, are, are doing that on a That's daily awesome. basis. They're talking about it at their concerts. They're talking about it on Twitter. They're talking about it on Facebook. Um, and, and I think that that makes a huge difference in this world. Um, tell us yeah.
0: how that, how fans can get a hold of this. I know it's not just, I mean, you can get it on iTunes obviously, but, um, you've got a pledge music campaign around this album. So talk to us about how to get our hands on it and what opportunities we have to support the album.
4: The the pledge music campaign we're going to get it back up uh, shortly. Um, it, it it actually you know the pledge music campaign ended just a few days ago. Okay. Uh, we were lucky enough to have nearly two thousand people in this world who pledged um, pledged funding to this Congrats. to this project, and, That's and I thank every single one of them. It was incredible. It was incredible what the artists donated, anywhere from house shows to you know the paintings and drawings on guitars, all sorts of wonderful stuff, but. Um, so that's that's not live right now, but people can go to movementmusicrecords.com, mm-hmm. um, where you can you, you can go to the store on movementmusicrecords.com. And you can get the digital version. Uh, you can click on the icons, that say, iTunes or Amazon and go and get the digital version, or you can get the physical version just by clicking on the picture of the CD. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, I mean, it's available across the globe. Every, every digital space that, that, that you can find, it's available. Um, but you can find more information about it at, at movementmusicrecords.com, and that will lead you to uh, anywhere that you want to get to about it.
0: I love it. I'm so excited that we got a chance to to talk about this. In just a moment, we're going to play a bit of a clip called The Activist. It's one of the tracks on the the album, and I'm really excited about it. And Jason, I'm just Uh, so proud of you. That's
4: my track on the album, actually. It's
0: you. Yeah, I'm so excited. And Jason, I am so proud of you, and I am so glad that you came on the show. Thank you for being with us, and thank you for doing this. This is so important, and I really hope that our listeners will get out there. And, and you know, even if you guys can't remember the website, you can Google buy this fracking album and you can find it. So we're going to close the show with, um, with Jason Song, the activist. And until next week, everybody do something in your life to go green. And we'll be back same time, same place next week.
5: Some come you We'll I'm right a